live around the globe, it's time for your RM World Travel Connection with Robert and Mary Carey and Rudy Maxa on the SSI Radio Network. with the show anytime at rmworldtravel.com or on social media at rmworldtravel. And now, welcome to America's number one travel radio show. Hello again, everyone, and welcome aboard America's number one travel radio show. It is just after 10 a.m. Eastern time. Today is July 30th, 2022, and we are glad to be back with all of you live today. Mary and I have just returned from the big Let's Go America Tour Atlanta last week and are live remote from the Waldorf Astoria Atlanta Buckhead. Thanks again to everyone down there for such a terrific week. And from coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe on TuneIn, well, we want you to buckle up because we've got a lot coming at you today over these next two hours while we talk everything and anything in the world of travel. We're going to begin, as we like to do sometimes, with a programming alert. I just mentioned the big Let's Go America Tour Atlanta is complete. Uh, By the way, you can find a detailed recap of of our full itinerary Mm -hmm. that we experience photos, social media posts, listener comments. It's all posted now on our website under Destination Spotlight, so we hope you go check that out. Uh, But today's news is, after next week's live show, Mary and I are hitting the road again. Uh, This time it's going to be the big Let's Go America Tour Portland, Maine. We will be coming to you the week of August 8th with a full itinerary planned for you, including a live remote broadcast of the show from the new Canopy Portland waterfront uh, in two weeks on August 13th. Keyword there, waterfront. Correct. Yay, it sounds great. Um, So it's going to be nice to be back up in Portland. We love that area. And I think one of the best things about planting yourself as as in Portland, and that's your home base, is there's so many easy day trips you can take to get to the coast. We're going to head to Kenny Bunkport. We're going to head to Cape Elizabeth, Rockland, Booth Bay. We're going to visit the L.L. Bean store, and I'll leave it there. But if if you don't know why that's so special, you're going to find out soon. That's that's quite a destination. We're going lobstering, of course. Uh, And that new canopy property looks really interesting. Um, It's certainly an excellent location right there on the waterfront. So looking forward to that. And as the new Hilton campaign that began this week, it kind of goes in line with it matters where you stay. Yes, it does matter. We've been saying that. So I'm glad that the Hilton folks uh, have listened because we've been saying that for years uh, on the show. Uh, all right, well, listen, as we move things along, good morning to you, RJ. Nice to have you here for the open road today that's coming up. Yeah, good morning. Thank you very much. Good morning. Uh, I'm told you're going to be talking with a guest about his pursuit to visit all the Tesla charging stations operating out there. That's certainly a different way to travel. Well, hang on. I don't want to spoil everything, but yes, it is. I'll just leave it there. Very well, we're going to see what Very unique way of traveling, absolutely. Uh, all right, we'll see. Uh, I know Rudy's still getting ready for his segments coming up this hour. Uh, Bobby actually flew out to... California this week. Uh, Mary, you and I have so positively influenced Bobby. He actually said on air, was it last week or the week before, that he was okay to fly just to escape the heat in Dallas. We were happy. And with Bobby out, we've got Engineer Eddie down there in Dallas. He's running everything in our Network Command Center, Mm -hmm. and we thank you for everything that you're doing for us, Eddie, for sure. So I want to thank all of our uh, listeners uh, who continue to vote in our travel polls. want to let you know that new travel polls are currently up on our website. We hope you make it a point to go visit them at rmworldtravel.com. You can also see that recap under Destination Spotlight of Atlanta last week when you do that. Uh, the polls that are waiting for you right now to vote are, question one, do you favor hotels not offering daily housekeeping unless requested? Question two, uh, have your travels been impacted by the car rental shortages recently? So go vote at rmworldtravel.com. We'll share the results next week. 
We've got uh, about five minutes still to go in the opening A block. Mary, where do you want to start off with the travel news roundtable? Well, there was a lot of news and many updates in travel this week in the major sectors like aviation and cruise. I'm going to start with cruise. The CDC has retired its COVID-19 program for the cruise lines, scrapping requirements for pre-cruise testing and the reporting of vaccination rates. Up until now, cruise ships had to maintain a 90% vax rate among passengers and crew. These powers now fall back to the individual cruise companies. So you're going to want to check with your individual cruise lines. It's up to them to decide how they're going to enforce testing and VAX rules. Uh, many lines are beginning to do away with pre-cruise testing for vaccinated passengers for short itineraries. And our sponsor, one of our show friends, Carnival Cruise Lines, is a good example of that. They're no longer going to require pre-cruise testing for vaccinated guests on voyages that are yeah, five that nights or fewer. That, yeah. And I think that's starting, <clears throat> excuse me, August 4th. So, yeah, but you do want to check with your individual cruise lines. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's yeah. good news. Uh, we're going on there. And then there was some big aviation news. Well, listen, we, you right? know, and, and coming up next segment, you know, show friend Richard Abalafia will be here with us. So we won't go too deep into this because I'm sure we'll get into this with him as well. But, you know, in a result that we've been predicting here on the show for probably six or eight weeks now, this dates all the way back to February when it started. Well, this week it finally happened. Uh, there will be no Spirit Frontier combo. Uh, and I think when they delayed the votes three or four times, well, three times, this was the fourth vote, uh, that probably was the indicator that it wasn't going to happen. But anyway, instead, JetBlue is growing. Uh, they have agreed to uh, purchase Spirit Airlines in a $3.8 billion deal. Uh, so soon we are going to see all those yellow planes repainted, mm -hmm. and they will be <clears throat> flying JetBlue. And it works out well for them because they all do fly the Airbus aircraft, uh, and that's a big thing. They, you know, right. they want the pilots and the aircraft. So uh, JetBlue uh, is now the suitor for Spirit. Making them the fifth largest U.S. carrier now. Correct. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly right. So now it'll be interesting to see what happens with Frontier. Some people think it's a good thing for them because they can really grow the low fare. Exactly. Uh, they're lot. already talking about that yeah. as America's now, they're the, they're America's uh, largest yeah. ultra-low fare well, Alaska carrier. sits yeah. out there, and who knows? So I don't know. Anyway, mm -hmm. RJ, what do you got? So I got a, a bit of an interesting industry update. Um, it seems that a lot of the big automotive companies, they're, they're sort of, I guess they're listening to the stock market players. They're going to the moon. Uh, Kia and Hyundai <laughs> this week, they announced that um, they're working alongside, I think, six Korean research centers to develop lunar surface mobility solutions. So basically like lunar, mo lunar modules, lunar rovers and whatnot. Um, and I think because they're actually going to be partnering because last year I announced on the show, Hyundai, they had... Um, uh, they, they obtained Boston Dynamics, right? right? A technology company. And so now they're going to be developing lunar rovers for Korea. This is also not too dissimilar from what General Motors has been doing. General Motors, of course, they made the first lunar rover back for Apollo 15. With Boeing, yeah. But they're, they're right. right now, they're currently partnered with Lockheed. They're mm -hmm. developing something for the NASA Artemis program. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Porsche announced that stake in ISAR Aerospace, a new rocket company. So all these car companies are now... They're entering the space sector, which I think is an interesting development. I'm not really too sure where this is going to lead, but it's just uh, it should be you know these lunar modules are going to be a good test bed for new technology. That's really what they're well, they're well that, that ties into travel, uh, and, and and I find that interesting. By the way, I just want to say to you, RJ, last week, uh, you know, we heard. So where's RJ when we were at the Porsche driving experience? Yes, I'm, I'm surprised you even brought up Porsche right you. there. So, yeah, exactly. A little, a little so. bummed about that. But, but. interesting <laughs> story as far as what's going on there. Investment. Uh, we'll be driving cars soon on the moon. So I don't know, Mary. Anything you want to throw? Uh, well, let's see. Um, yes, Southwest announced a new policy of never expiring flight credits. This is very consumer friendly in an effort to win more customers. Um, you really can't argue with it. It's very pro-customer. The CFO of Southwest said that revenue from expired credits is really a small percentage of their overall revenue. They will take a one-time hit on it. But if you're a Southwest flyer, 
uh, your flight credits will now not expire. Not so uh, bad we, we like that. We'll mm-hmm. see if other airlines follow. I yeah. would suggest not. Yeah. Uh, but Southwest be has nice. always been an outlier mm-hmm. in doing unique things mm-hmm. for them. Uh, one thing we're going to hit, there's so many challenges in the airline sector right now. We're battling, you know, fuel prices, labor shortages, ground you know, operations, regional air reductions. Uh, but another one is now uh, happening, uh, further impacting travels. RJ, this fits right back into the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. Airlines are having trouble finding engine and other spare parts to keep the planes flying. Good thing Bobby's off this weekend. That's lovely. Uh, you know, part manufacturers, they're unable to increase production quickly enough to find components, you know, for the new aircraft or planes flying. So uh, it's now leading to delays, cancellations, other grounded aircraft. So uh, another difficult situation out there. Folks, up next, show friend and one of America's top aviation analysts, Richard Abalafi, returns to the show. It's timely. We're going to talk a lot of the everything and anything in the world of the aviation sector next. Don't go anywhere. 90% of the show is still ahead. As we take a brief sponsor's break, now's a good time to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. Robert and I have been Hilton Honors Diamond members for years for a reason. Their award-winning guest loyalty program offers members hundreds of ways to earn and redeem points, including with select co-branded credit cards. Members can redeem points for free nights, purchases on Amazon, exclusive experiences, charitable contributions, and a whole lot more. And in addition to other benefits, members will always get the lowest prices on all Hilton hotels when they book direct on Hilton.com or on the Hilton Honors app. The program is free to join, and for all things Hilton, just go to rmworldtravel.com, look under sponsors. If you own a fleet of trucks or you're an owner-operator, well, you know how much agita comes with fleet fuel cards. That's why we urge you to go check out the A to B fuel card. A to B has no setup fee, no transaction fees, no monthly fees, no over-limit fees, and no credit check required when you apply. You can use A to B to get discounts on every drop of fuel at any gas station or truck stop that accepts Visa. Apply for the A to B fuel card today at A to B.com slash radio. You're going to get a $50 credit, A to B.com slash radio, or rmworldtravel.com. Just look under sponsors. Raycon everyday earbuds offer quality sound at half the price of other premium audio brands and they have optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit making them comfortable enough for all day wear with three different sound profiles and 32 hours of battery life you can listen to whatever whenever and it's no wonder raycon's everyday earbuds have over 49,000 five-star reviews go to buyraycon.com slash carry and get 15 percent off your order that's buyraycon.com slash carry or as always you can visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors and look for a link we believe home should be the safest place on earth for every family. That's why we recommend Simply Safe. Simply Safe is advanced whole home security that puts you, your home, and your family's safety first. Monitoring plans are affordably priced at a dollar a day with no long-term contract. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/carry. So go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring at simplysafe.com/carry. Or as always, you can visit armworldtravel.com and look under sponsors for a link. Got a question or comment? Need savvy travel advice? Connect with Robert and Mary and our show team anytime on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn at RM World Travel. Now, back to award-winning RM World Travel. As we cruise right along, everyone, thanks for being part of today's broadcast. For our B-Block Showcase segment of the program, show friend Richard Abalafia is returning to talk all things from the aviation sector of travel with us, and we're sponsored by the world's leading cruise lines. If you enjoy cruising and you're eager to cruise again, with all the deals being offered right now, we do encourage you to stay connected 
connected with all the brands of Carnival Corporation at worldsleadingcruiselines.com. They offer cruise options for all types of travelers. Folks, their brands include Princess Seaborn, Holland America, Cunard, Carnival, P&O, Aida, and Costa. Whether it's travel this year or, frankly, whenever you feel cruising may be right, check out worldsleadingcruiselines.com for the latest offers. You'll also find individual brand links at rmworldtravel.com. Look under sponsors. All right, I know we've added a number of new stations to our national network. Our longtime listeners will know our next guest well, but for those of you new to the show, Richard Abalafia is a show friend dating back to 2017. He's the managing director of Aerodynamic Advisory and a respected voice in the aviation world. He's here on that show hotline now. He is. Richard, what's the good word? Welcome back to America's number one travel radio show. It's a pleasure to be here, Robert. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you very much. Always a pleasure to have you aboard with us. I want to get right into this with you. You know, the industry has been waiting on the outcome of the Spirit JetBlue Frontier Saga. It dates back all the way to February. You know, and after multiple delays in the shareholder vote, which we kind of knew what was coming, we finally have clarity this week, or so we hope, as the Spirit shareholders spoke. And they said, you know what, we want to marry JetBlue for $3.8 billion. Any thoughts? Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, money spoke, and as reflected in shareholder desires, it's going to be a really interesting clash of cultures, or perhaps just a fairly straightforward, complete shifting of cultures, because, of course, Spirit was ultra-low cost, absolutely no frills, and JetBlue has been priding itself on kind of a premium low-cost service for many years now. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all works out. Yeah, I agree. Do you Lots think, though, I mean, it's going to be interesting besides that, just to see whether or not they're going to have to divest assets and routes, whether the Biden administration, they're not expected to be friendly towards this, and they're saying it may not even close to the end of 2023 or Q1 2024. Yeah, that's right. I mean, this uh, administration is not particularly friendly to uh, mergers and acquisitions, so we don't know what's going to be required you know, obviously, there are a few new start airlines out there, which might help make the case that uh, consolidation is kind of necessary when barriers to entry seem to have come down a bit in the business. But we'll have to wait and see what the uh, the regulators decide. Richard, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Farnborough International Air Show. Uh, you were just there recently. And for context for our listeners, that's a very popular air show. It's just outside of London. We heard some mixed reactions to this year's event, although it looks like Boeing put in a decent number of orders. But since you were there, let's get your top takeaways that you'd like to report to all of us. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you asked because a lot of people did have sort of mixed emotions. Orders weren't quite what they have been at this stage in the recovery in previous major air shows. But I've been quick to say, look, backlogs are huge, you know, well over 10,000 jets. And, you know, we had had this conversation two years ago, and I had said, well, in years after the pandemic begins, the biggest problem we're going to have as an industry is building jets that the market really wants. You'd have regarded me as crazy. I'd have thought myself crazy. But there we were. The number one mood of the show is, hey, how do we get supply chains unraveled so we can get on with ramping up production of the jets that the market wants? That seems like a really good problem to have when you look at everything in perspective. Yeah, one would Right, and I would think I did see something about Airbus because they didn't make as many orders as they normally do. Was that because of supply chain issues? Yeah, very much so. And, you know, you look at the numbers, they announced that by next year they're going to go to 65 single-out jets per month, far and away a record, with the aspiration to get to 75 per month 
2025. Again, way into record territory. It really does come down to that supply chain concern. Another issue, of course, is that in these air shows, very often it's the lessors, the banks, the financiers that place a lot of the orders. And right now they're kind of still licking their wounds, repairing their balance sheets, not just because of the pandemic and, of course, the downturn associated with that pandemic, but also because of the Russia situation and losing about 500 jet confiscation by the Russian government. So they were bound to be a bit muted in their order activity. But overall, the mood was pretty darn optimistic. Well, that's good. So I want to get your thoughts on this. During our live broadcast two weeks ago, before Mary and I left for the big Let's Go America tour Atlanta as part of our Travel News Roundtable, I brought up the Biden administration's kind of refusal to consider allowing pilots to fly until 67 years of age. You know, currently they have to retire by age 65. And I I love your thoughts on this, because when the president is basically 80, the Speaker of the House is 83, or will be, it doesn't make any sense to me, Richard. I mean, I don't know what the difference is if a pilot is certified and flying at age 65 or age 66 or 67. I I could understand if it was 70, 72, 75. I get that. It certainly would provide some relief to the pilot shortages we're seeing out there and help the industry navigate the, you know, these challenging times better. Thoughts on this? Yeah, I completely agree. You know, obviously it should be on a case-by-case basis. If a pilot is proficient and uh, able to pass the test at 65, it seems to me that very often they'd be in the sweet spot of experience and whatever else. So why not? But this problem, um, not just the administration, I wish this administration would change, but it's the previous ones too. And uh, we appear to be stuck for a variety of reasons with this fairly arbitrary age limit. Yeah, it just it makes absolutely no sense. No. To me. And sometimes you, and know, you I, say I with feel like government common sense is not very I mean, common. I'm, I'm not an expert in this, but I, you know, they do have them get tested every six months. Yeah. So what would be the difference I, if I you're getting know. tested every six months at 65 or 66? All right. So I want to go back to Boeing for a second. The struggles that Boeing has had with the 737 Max and currently the 787 are well known. But I'm curious. Richard, if you have any insights into the status of the new 777X, there was a lot of fanfare initially about the new iteration of this jet that's coming, but it's also been hit with a number of delays. What are you seeing or hearing regarding this particular jet taking flight at some point? Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. I mean, on the one hand, it is going to be, as soon as the 380 and 74 exit production, the biggest jetliner in production. On the other hand, the delays have been agonizing, and it could be five years late when it enters service in 2025, we hope. You know, as you might expect, because of the current glut of wide-body jets, orders have been a bit muted, but enough to be encouraged at this stage of the program. The problem is that Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun gave an interview at Aviation Week just before the show, and he, he refused to take anything off the table. People have said, hey, this thing could be canceled, right? And he didn't say, oh, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. No, we're big believers. In other words, a lot of it comes down to showing confidence, which I think they need to do more of at Boeing, because fundamentally, this is a really good jet. It's going to be popular one day. They just have to get through the uh, the clouds. Yeah, I think it's very important for yeah. the future as well. So uh, we will talk about business travel a little bit, Richard, because I always like to pick your brain when you're on the show with us from your <laughs> position as, you know, as a top aviation analyst. So business travel is still off out there. Perhaps it's changed for a while to come. Uh, you know, that's to be determined, I guess. want to know, what's your take on the health of the business aircraft sector of travel? Specifically, uh, you know, it could be the manufacturing side or, or the operator side with, like, wheels up, net jets, executive jet management, whatever. You know, is it rebounding well, or do you think we may see some consolidation at some point? You know, this is a big question. Right now, things are great. I mean, really great. Like, above 2019 peak, great, especially for 
the people who provide charter and lease and fractional services, you know, like Wills Up and whoever else, NetJets, whatever. The big question is how many of the people who've entered the private aviation space stick around when the pandemic completely goes away, when service is restored, when things are less crazy at airports, everything like that. And we don't know. Talking to people, the general feeling is that at least 15 or 20 percent of the newcomers will stick around, which still means a bigger market. But everyone's reluctant to raise production rates and move forward on the basis of optimism. And if, if they're left with overcapacity, you know, that means they'll have to consolidate. Like you say, that's going to be a big problem. But right now, things are just great. <laughs> All right. So we're about to run out of time. We only have about 50 seconds left. I would love just a hot take um, if you think that these issues that the airlines are having are going to continue through the holidays. With cancellations. With cancellations yeah. and delays. Well, that's a million-dollar question. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to wish ill upon the rest of the economy. Far from it. But it could be that maybe the signs of softening that we're seeing in other economic sectors means that there'll be a bit more labor freed up to go to aviation, because that's a real problem here, people, yeah. getting enough people and training well, them, getting them in Well, place. ultimately, that, that um, is what the, the, yeah. the JetBlue Spirit merger is, because they want the planes and the pilots. They want the pilots, yeah. So much of it does come down to people, crew. Absolutely. Absolutely right. So it could be that maybe a little bit of the the heat coming off the rest of the economy will ultimately be good. Again, again, not wishing ill for the rest of the economy, but maybe that'll provide us with... you know, just a little bit of relief in terms of uh, labor availability. We shall see on that. So, um, all right. Well, listen, Richard, thank you very much for today's check-in. You are always welcome here, as you know. One thing for certain in the travel world, the aviation sector, it's never a dull one. All right. So enjoy the rest of the weekend. (laughs) You do the same. Great to be on. Thanks so much. As always, thank you. Okay. Bye, Robert and Mary. Cheers. All right. Uh, one thing we didn't get into, Richard, uh, there's also right now a park shortage. Uh, so that's another thing that's going to be impacting yeah. things. As we step aside for some sponsor messages, we would enjoy hearing your thoughts on the JetBlue Spirit merger. You can send them to us using the Contact Us tab on our website. Don't forget, we archive every hour of every program at rmworldtravel.com as well. 80% of the show is still to come today. Up next, Eddie's going to patch in Rudy for the first time today. RJ's also coming back with the open road for the D-Block. Mary and I are going to be taking you to Broadway for an update on the recovery. And then there's still the big hour two also ahead. We'll be right back. Today's edition of RM World Travel will be right back. And you can always stay connected with the program at rmworldtravel.com. You know, we always enjoy talking about products that we use ourselves. And when Mary, Rudy, and I travel, we're using Travel Pro luggage for our broadcasting equipment and our personal items like clothing and accessories. Travel Pro is the choice of flight crews and in-the-know frequent travelers. For over two decades now, they've taken pride in their design innovation and durability in crafting the highest quality luggage for experienced travelers. Whether it's their Max Light Series, Travel Pro's lightest collection that Rudy uses, their Platinum line that Mary and I use, or even their Great Cruise Series, Travel Pro has transformed travel since they created the original rollerboard wheeled luggage, and they stand behind their products with lifetime warranties. If you're in the market for new luggage, or you're looking for the perfect gift, look no further than Travel Pro luggage. Get the luggage we all have, and then start enjoying your new travel companion. You can find Travel Pro at Macy's, Amazon, eBags.com, and other top luggage specialty retailers. You can also check out TravelPro.com. They'll list all their retailers there. They'll also provide online discounts. And you'll find a link, as always, at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. To connect with the program anytime, visit us online at rmworldtravel.com.
Welcome back to your RM World Travel Connection. Welcome back. This portion of the program is made possible by LinkedIn.com slash Gary. You know, as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business more each day, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn.com slash Gary helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of more than 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in increasing the quality of hire. They help you find the candidates worth interviewing. 40 million job seekers visit linkedin.com slash Gary each week. So join us and post a job for free today or find the link at rmworldtravel.com by looking under sponsors. Generally speaking, if you see the word truffles on a restaurant menu, that means dollar signs. That's because truffles don't grow on trees, if you'll pardon the pun, or in a cultivated rose in huge fields. Rowan Jacobson is the author of nine books on all kinds of food and sustainably sustainably uh, sustainability issues excuse me he's written about oysters apples dark chocolate among other things he's also the author of a book published in late 2021 called truffle hunter the subtitle is on the trail of the world's most seductive scent with dreamers schemers and some extraordinary dogs he'll explain that in a moment so today let's go a bit deeper into the world of truffle hunting uh, welcome to the show Rowan. let's start with the basics what are truffles and where do they come from well truffles are they're kind of like mushrooms that never come up above the surface so they stay underground all the time and you have to go through the forest and find them underground if you want to eat them and how do you find truffles that you can't see underground uh that indeed is the question so we uh humans cannot find them um underground on our own but truffles smell so incredibly pungent and and so unique that um, animals with really good noses have no trouble finding them underground. So truffle hunting is always about partnering up with an animal with a really good nose who will find that truffle for you and tell you where to dig. I know dogs are involved in this. Do you have to train truffle dogs or do they just find them? And I know Europe seems to be the locus of places that, that the truffles grow in the, well, all truffles grow in the wild. Um, am I right on both accounts? Yes. Um, so, yeah, France and Italy are the two countries that really put truffle culture on the map. And they each kind of have their own truffle that they are very passionate about, and that grows locally. Um, and everyone always asks about pigs with truffle hunting. Um, and probably a thousand years ago, we did use pigs for hunting truffles because pigs naturally like to eat truffles. But hundreds of years ago, everybody switched over to dogs because Dogs are a whole lot easier to work with than pigs because pigs love to eat the truffles and dogs are just happy to find the truffle and get a treat. I love that. Your voice uh, dropped out, I think, when you mentioned the two countries. I think you said France and Italy are sort of the, the, the focus points in Europe. Am I correct? Yes, that's right. Those are the two famous truffle cultures. But the truffles can actually be found all over Europe. But France and Italy are the two famous, famous um, countries and they have most of the famous truffle festivals. I think I should have made it clear in the beginning that one does not plant truffles. So you can't find a truffle planted somewhere and come back the next year or the next season and be sure it's there. What's with truffles in the United States? Could we grow truffles in the U.S.? We do. We actually have some great native truffles that almost no one knows about. And sort of the industry around those truffles is really in its early, early stages. 
but it's taking steps forward. And I think you're going to see a very energetic truffle hunting culture in the U.S. as well. But there is actually um, one truffle, the, the black winter truffle uh, of France, that we have figured out how to farm. And so that's farmed all over the world, especially in France and Spain, but also here in the U.S. now. Does that suggest the cost of truffles might be coming down if we can now farm a particular variety? <laughs> if, if only. <laughs> Truffle, as you mentioned at the beginning, truffles are incredibly expensive uh, because of, of the supply and demand. There's huge demand for truffles because of that incredible smell, and the supply can never keep up. So even the farm truffle, the black truffle, they're not able to produce enough uh, for for everyone, and they, they're producing them in quite small quantities. So that black truffle still runs about a thousand dollars a pound. That's a whole lot better than the white truffle, which you can only find in the wild, and is really hard to find. And last year, that was running about six thousand dollars a pound. Oh my goodness! All right, two quick questions. I hope you can give me two quick answers. Number one, what are ideal conditions for truffles to grow? And number two, can I, as a citizen, go truffle hunting with a professional? Um, great questions. So uh, truffles, uh, the ideal situation for a truffle would be a lot of rain in the summer, and then the white truffles are going to ripen in the fall, and the black truffles are going to ripen in the winter. Uh, one thing I'm worried about right now is, as, I, as I'm sure you know, Europe is suffering from some epic droughts right now, um, and summer droughts could be bad for truffles. So I have a feeling the white truffles in particular might be few and far between this fall and probably even more expensive. Um, but uh, you can. One, um, one great thing about traveling to truffle countries is that you can go on a hunt with an expert and their dog, and it's, it's super fun. I've done it everywhere from Spain and France and Italy to Croatia and even Hungary. Uh, and watching the dogs at work in the woods is just amazing. More information at Rowan Jacobs in Rowan Jacobs' book, Truffle Hunter, or go to his website, Rowan, R-O-W-A-N, and Jacobson with an E-N, not an O-N, an A-N. Rowan Jacobson, uh, thanks so much. I love truffles, and I love learning about them, and I appreciate your joining us. We'll be right back. world of travel never stops and you can always find us 24 7 at rmworldtravel.com stay tuned we're back after these messages have you heard the news metamucil now makes a delicious fiber gummy made by the fiber brand you trust these gummies are a delicious and convenient way to get more fiber that's because metamucil fiber gummies are made with an exclusive blend of prebiotic plant-based fibers that are expertly crafted into delicious gummies that give you five grams of fiber in each easy to take serving Try new Metamucil gummies today. Metamucil gummies are a delicious new way to promote your digestive health. Metamucil gummies are available at Walgreens and Walgreens.com. Try them today. What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near-historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high-interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this. 
What can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick loans, internal data, poison fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Keep housing letter, license in all 50 states, and all consumer access.org, number 330. Ugh, I have to do laundry when I get home. I have to lug all my clothes over to the washing machine. Then I get to put them in the dryer and accidentally shrink my cashmere sweater again. <laughs> Motorcycles make everything exciting. And when Geico makes it easy to switch and save on motorcycle insurance, it's even more exciting. I'm going to fold all my socks into little balls. Yeah! Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. If you own a fleet of trucks or you're an owner-operator, well, you know how much agita comes with fleet fuel cards. That's why we urge you to go check out the A to B fuel card. A to B has no setup fee, no transaction fees, no monthly fees, no over-limit fees, and no credit check required when you apply. You can use A to B to get discounts on every drop of fuel at any gas station or truck stop that accepts Visa. Apply for the A to B fuel card today at A to B.com slash radio. You're going to get a $50 credit, A to B.com slash radio, or rmworldtravel.com. Just look under sponsors. Quality durability, comfort. These are all things we want in products we buy. And folks, it's what you get with MyPillow.com slash carry. With around 200 different products waiting for you, including the new My Slippers, quilts, bathrobes, sleepwear, Giza Dreams bed sheets, their luxury hotel quality towels and washcloths, plus premium bed pillows, mattress toppers, and more, or the all-American MyPillow store that's becoming the anti-Amazon. Save up to 50% site-wide and get a 60-day money-back guarantee, plus a warranty at MyPillow.com slash carry or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. To participate in the program, log on anytime to rmworldtravel.com. Once again, this is your RM World Travel Connection. All right, welcome back to the Open Road here on RM World Travel, everybody. It's your automotive editor, RJ Carey, here again with you. And this portion of the program is sponsored by carshield.com slash carry. In life, there are good surprises and bad surprises, right? Finding 20 bucks, that's a good surprise. But your car breaking down, that's a bad one. When you have a protection plan through carshield.com slash carry, however, those bad surprises will be a lot easier to handle as they offer protection plans for around $100 a month that cover more parts now than ever before. And when you need a repair, you don't have to deal with the paperwork or headaches. All you do is choose the mechanic to do the work and carshield administrators to handle the rest. Every plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. So get coverage today, and as a listener of the show, your price will never go up. Go to carshield.com slash carry to get your free quote to save 10%, or you can find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Now, one of the issues with EVs that I sometimes talk about on the show is range anxiety and the lackluster charging network in the U.S. right now, which can add to that. While many EV owners deal with this every day, there are a select few, specifically some Tesla owners, who are taking on this ordeal and bringing it to a whole new level. That brings me to Dr. Andy Hall and George Abel, who are in a race to visit as many Tesla supercharger stations as they possibly can. There's no prize per se, it's simply an enthusiast competition, but keep in mind that Tesla operates over 35,000 of these locations across the globe, so this ambition is no small task. I invited Andy to join me today to share this pursuit, and here he is now on the show hotline. Hello Andy, welcome to the Open Road on RMWorld Travel. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So to give everyone listening around the country a better idea of how you became involved in this sort of unofficial competition, which, by the way, to me, it kind of has echoes in its format to the cannonball runs back in the 70s and 80s. When did you buy your first Tesla? And beyond that, when did you start seriously considering visiting every Tesla supercharger? I bought my first Tesla in 2013, and not too long thereafter, I had folks in my life who were ridiculing me for buying a car that couldn't go anywhere. And so I think there was a little bit of a chip on my shoulder to prove that I could. So in 2014, I started going to whatever superchargers opened and, you know, it got broader and broader. And I was, I basically crossed the country in 2014. Um, I was also very involved in a Tesla forum that the company has. And I was sort of a expert on the physics and just mechanics of the car. And I have a little bit of background in car mechanics. So I was a, a resource and I thought if I'm going to be a resource, I should be a resource on all things. So I, I just thought it'd be kind of cool to go to all the superchargers and be aware of them and the tricks you needed to say, make it over a mountain or, you know, adjust your the guidance for how far right. you thought you could go on a charge based on wind or weather and that sort of thing. And, so and really in that respect, a lot of different sort of uh, rules of thumb for people to road trip and just sort of became an early expert. And the contest sort of came along later as people started to do similar things. And in that respect, you really have been there since the beginning then, which is which is great. Yeah. 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 So it's no secret then, I mean, visiting as many Tesla superchargers as possible. It's a lot of driving. So how many superchargers to date have you visited? And about, because this is pretty much a full-time thing, about how many miles do you cover in a week on average? Um, I've done 1,576 chargers to date. <laughs> um I cover about 1,150 miles a day when I'm driving seriously. So I usually break up my weeks visiting relatives. I've got daughters on either coast, so quite often it's broken up by events or, you know, family stuff. I drove about 30,000 miles between April and June. So over a two-month window, I did about 30,000 miles. But it's sort of hit or miss. COVID sort of threw a wrench into that a little bit. That is without a doubt. A couple-year hiatus from doing big trips, but I would do like four or five day trips um, I mean, that is where just I could a lot. isolate pretty well. So I want to bring this back to the competition sort of, I mean, again, unofficial involved with, with George. Uh-huh. So do you think in the long run, do, do you see yourself conceding or has this turned into like a cutthroat competition where the only ending, ending is just victory? What do you think? Um, I would say it was cutthroat and now it's much more friendly. Um, oh, the lead goes back and forth depending on who did the latest trips. At one point I tried to defend the lead at all costs but you know I, I don't take it that seriously anymore and I usually like I'm on a trip now to visit two of my daughters on the west coast and so this is just a loop that was convenient to do that right. and get a bunch of chargers up and down all the way from Phoenix up into British Columbia so I'll just right. do a like a western loop and I'm going to visit my daughter in Washington DC next month and I'll do a bunch of chargers on that side of the country well look I absolutely love your story I really appreciate you coming on today Thanks again, and safe travels as you continue the fight. And, uh, of course, we always appreciate it, all right? Oh, thanks so much. I appreciate talking about it. All right. Thanks, Andy. Okay, we'll talk to you later. All right. Well, there you have it, everybody. Certainly an uncommon story from Dr. Andy Hall, but a fascinating one nonetheless. It was really fun having him here on the Open Road segment for today. And, again, if you'd like to keep up to date with him in the future, see where he's going. Supercharging.life is the website to go to. Uh, You can also, if you have a stake in the game, if you want to keep up with George or some of the other contestants, it's supercharging.life. That's the website. Uh, next up, all things Broadway will be covered here on the show. I'll be back with you again in a few weeks for more Open Road. i got some really good things coming. But until then, I'm RJ Carey. Drive on, America.
Join the travel duo and team by accessing the show anytime, anywhere at rmworldtravel.com. We'll be right back. Stay connected with us anytime, anywhere at rmworldtravel.com. Now, back to America's number one travel radio show. All right, traveling the country for a Tesla charge. There you go, folks. As we welcome you back to the New York City area once again, we are going to keep you right here in this area of the country and get an update on Broadway, which is sponsored by buyraycon.com. This summer, take premium audio with you everywhere you go as Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with three sound profiles to match whatever you're listening to, like this show or your favorite tunes. Listen, while you travel on the job or during a power workout, you're going to get eight hours of playtime, 32 hours of battery life, and if that's not enough, you're going to pay half the price of other premium audio brands. See what all the hype is about for yourself. They're also good for back to school. Keep that in mind. As a show fan, you're going to save 15% at buyraycon.com slash carry. There's also a link, as always, at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Now, off to that show hotline we go as show friend and president of the Broadway League here in New York City, Charlotte St. Martin, returns to our national airwaves today with an update on Broadway and some thoughts on the show's touring around the U.S. that may be coming to a venue near you. Welcome back to America's number one travel radio show, Charlotte. Great to be here. Nice to have you with us on a Saturday morning. So, listen, you've been leading the way at the Broadway League for 16 years or so. You've helped to see it through the pandemic shutdowns, which lasted through uh, summer of 2021 last year. Dimming those lights for that long had to be really daunting for you, Charlotte. I'd like you to give us a status update. How's Broadway doing right now, in your opinion? Well, we're doing pretty well, both in New York and in the almost 200 cities around the country where Broadway has a Broadway series. Uh, we're not quite up to the same level of shows and attendance as we were when we shut down, but we're very close. Uh, last week, 89% of our seats were filled, and season to date, we're at almost 85%, but we were at 94% uh, in our last full season. So we're happy we're back open, and we've got uh, 25 shows playing as of this week, and uh, we put a lot of people back to work, and business is pretty good. Well, that's, that's very yeah. encouraging. That's really good news. I want to go back to something you said earlier for all of our listeners who are listening across the United States who may not be getting to New York you know, anytime soon to see a show. That's okay, because there's plenty of options. As you mentioned, there are plenty of Broadway shows on tour, and actually, I looked at the website this week, and I couldn't believe how many cities you guys are in. So talk a little bit more about the tours, how many, how many shows are on tour, roughly, and the level of quality that they bring with them. Happy to do that. I mean, uh, as I mentioned, we have Broadway series in, mm-hmm. at this point, 190 cities for this season mm-hmm. uh, in 48 states, wow. and uh, we have over 35 touring productions out on the road. So uh, touring is doing well. We have a number of new ones on tour as well as the traditional Hamilton and Wicked and Dear Evan Hansen, and I could keep going. But right. uh, we have a lot of our great Tony Award winning shows that are out there entertaining people around the country and honestly around the world. Yeah, I saw that you also tour up in Canada to our north. We, uh, we were talking about Canada on the show today. We have a lot of listeners in Canada, and you're, you have a presence there as well? We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, great to yeah. hear. So plenty of venues and opportunities for people. 
So I'm curious, and, and I'm, I think you also have shows performing both in New York City, and they're also out on the road at the same time? Absolutely. Uh, shows like Hamilton and Wicked and Dear Evan Hansen, many of them have two companies, three companies, as many as five companies out on the road mm -hmm. uh, because we go to a lot of cities. So one touring company and one New York-based company is just not enough for a lot of the big shows. Right. And right. then, you know, new shows this year like uh, A Soldier's Play and Jagged Little Pill and the Tina Turner Musical, they may only have one company out, but if they've toured and cities want them to come back, then they build up additional companies. But they're all equity. They're all fine mm -hmm. actors and actresses yeah. that have uh, paid their dues and are the best of the best. And, Charlotte, you know, are tickets generally priced in a similar bracket to what we're going to find here in New York on Broadway, or are they priced more for the market that the show is in? They're definitely priced more for the market where the shows are in. Okay. The cost of labor in New York is significantly yes. higher than yes, it, it is, is in a lot of the cities. Right. around the country. Well, we, so. know, we will know that. All right, Makes so listen, sense. we know many of the longtime show, uh, show favorites, they have returned to Broadway. But, you know, we've got maybe about 50 seconds or so with you. But any new shows right now you want to throw out there that have caught your attention you want to encourage people to come see? Well, certainly the shows that were new last season that were represented uh, at the Tony Awards, like Strange Loop or MJ the Musical or Funny Girl, uh, Many shows that are new, you know, are fun. They're still, they're just in New York for right now, but the ones that developed a market will be touring soon. Well, but on the road, you've got Jagged Little Pill for the first year, Beetlejuice, Tina, the Tina Turner musical, Les Mis is back with a new production, okay. To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm -hmm. Hadestown, Frozen. There's a lot there for sure. So, Charlotte, listen, we, it goes by quickly on this. Such we really news. appreciate you being a part of the show again today. Folks, for all things Broadway, regardless of where it is, broadway.org is the website for you. Charlotte, enjoy the weekend, okay? Thank you. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you. All right. Well, there is our update uh, on Broadway, folks. Uh, good news. Good news indeed uh, that she gave us of things coming back. And from Broadway to Canada travel, the NCF, Delta Flight Museum, and more, that's actually some of the jumps we're going to be making next hour. Hour 2 is coming up just in a few minutes after these top-of-the-hour messages. We thank all of you for being part of America's number one travel radio show today. Don't forget you can catch us anytime, anywhere, or via our live stream at rmworldtravel.com. You've been listening to award-winning RM World Travel, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.